Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Free Beer and Hot Wings Show Free Clip of the Day. So what is limerence? Maybe I'm saying that right. L-M-L-I-M-E-R-A-N-C-E. Limerence. Limerence. Okay. Sounds like you'd say it right. No I idea. Just, I assume so. I mean, I don't know. I don't never never heard the term. Dumber than the show trivia revisited later on today. You can't win in one hour. So I obviously had never heard the term either, and I saw it pop up somewhere, and I said, "I don't even know what that person's talking about." So, what is limerence? And five signs you're experiencing it. It is not love. It's also not stalking. But it feels like it's a a dangling spot in between. Let me explain. Okay. Um, If I can. Limerence is a mental state of profound romantic, romantic infatuation that turns into deep obsession and fantastical longing. Been there. Really? Hmm. Oh, you think yeah. so? Yeah. Limerence is yeah, a term coined by a psychologist named Dorothy Tenov in the 70s. It refers to the exciting feelings you get when you first meet someone. During this time, we we often just want more of that person. I feel okay, like we've all experienced that. Okay. Yeah, that. totally makes sense. I the beginning stages. Yeah, the butterfly, yes. the honeymoon yep. stage. Even if it's not someone you're dating or or want to, there's still that, oh, this person's awesome. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are awesome. But mm-hmm. I think normally it's more uh dating. So does it is it just that stage or does it It goes that, on. Okay. Does it also include when you move past that? Because it's like, oh, yeah. I see someone at the the bank every week and it's like we have a nice conversation, but it never gets past that. Uh, kind of, kind of. It's an intense emotional arousal, as we said, for another person. We just want more of that person, more of their attention. And it's intense emotional arousal that keeps you coming back. At a glance, it doesn't sound different from falling in love or having a crush mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? That's why mm-hmm. it, it seems, was easy to say, oh, we've all done that. Yeah, it seems exactly like the beginning, like Kelly said, of any relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't sound negative at all to be wowed that wowed by someone. In fact, they say it's important to recognize the distinction between seeing a person clearly so you can develop a relationship with them, or if you're unintentionally reducing their complex personhood down to a manic pixie concept. Okay, that's where things start to split. Yeah, I don't know what manic pixie concept means. But- oh, like where you're painting a picture of someone, but it's not the person that's actually in front of you. Type of thing. Like so it's like your dream scenario? Yeah. So it's like falling in love with the potential type of thing that you think? I, sort of. Daydreaming it? about, yeah. It's Daydreaming based... about who it could be or what your life could be with 
that person. Let me tell you the end game where it often gets if you go through what they refer to as like five stages. Okay. The end game is you have such an infatuation with them. You avoid them at all costs because seeing them becomes painful. What? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Number one, this is the first stage. Limerence is based uh, lack of clarity into who they actually are. You handpick certain traits and experiences about the object of your affection at that moment and shape it out into a bigger story about who they are instead of letting the time fill in the gaps. Even as time fills in the gaps, you aren't going to necessarily acknowledge those gaps. That's where I think all of you drop Mm -hmm. off and go, I probably haven't had that, Uh not for very long. Uh, You can't appreciate who they are throughout the good and the bad, and you interact you don't interact with their relationship or with them in a real way. A lack of vulnerability. Um, oh, okay, yeah, no. They note it's essential to recognize the illusion you've constructed in your head. You know, I think we've all known someone where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, they just fall so head over heels and it feels like they're missing, they're falling in love with the idea of someone more than them, right? Yeah. Okay, number two. Number Mm-hmm. It is number, number true. true. It's true that we're at number the two. The first word I was about to say after number two is intrusive. See if you can figure out how I got myself in that mm, pickle. I don't. Intrusive, involuntary thinking about them that takes up your entire day. If your thoughts about them become intrusively all-inclusive and all-time-consuming and get in the way of you living your life, then you are going in this direction, possibly. Creating a lot of meaning out of fleetingly seeming, fleeting, seemingly inconsequential moments to re- ruminate over. That's a sign that you are experiencing limerence and are off track. Will you? You will fantasize about, and sometimes involuntarily obsess over even the shortest, most insignificant interactions you've had with the limerent object. Okay, so this is more somebody that you really haven't been with at all you're not necessarily dating them they might be okay. a new co-worker someone you see like one of you referred to as like the clerk at the the coffee shop or whatever sure like, oh um, man i think she real. i mean i gonna have a great life together yeah, she laughed when i said whatever yeah i wouldn't say i've gone like as far as this necessarily but i've definitely gone i think i'm in love with a person i haven't met before you know what i mean like where or you see a know. person or yes. you barely yeah where yeah. you go wow Man, I don't. Yeah, it. I guess it is kind of that. That where you go. I. I imagine this is what that person is like, mm-hmm. and I don't have much to go on because I've never really met him. Yeah. But wow, I think if we got together, it'd be great. Yeah. You know. And I've definitely one, thought about that before. The last example that you just gave free beer too is interesting because I've told y'all repeatedly that I'm OCD and I can give you examples of how I keep everything clean around me or whatever the tapping I used to do. But the biggest part of that are um, stressing over the same thought over and over and over and over and over again until it absolutely ruins your day. It can be debilitating, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going through something stressful. But when I meet somebody in the beginning, I one, I got to let them know if I come over to your house and I start reorganizing things, please don't (laughs) think that I'm rude. But also, just because you say that, it's still rude. It's still rude. It's still rude. I just can't help it. But it's another thing, too, where I have to remind myself if a joke fell flat or if I said something that I thought might have been taken the wrong way, I don't need to obsess over, oh, my God, did I do that? Did I do that? Did I do that? 
uh, they'll tell me. And yeah. even in, and that doesn't end once I get to know somebody. Because even now in my relationship, I've told y'all, I've overthought about taking pictures of right. my partner at a, yeah, at a school dance with his daughter, you know. But mm-hmm. it's I can relate to that, but in such a weird way because it's. Well, this is pretty perceptive on your part because they say it's OCD related. Okay. Well, yeah. So it, that, it, it makes sense. It's, the moment you said that it would affect your whole day, I'm like, man, I have had one thought that has spun me out. And it could be like Steve deleting that folder today, you know, and I could spin out on that for the whole rest of the day. Yeah, so could me. Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if it had happened to you. I'm yeah. A, yeah, I'm sorry that it, it would spin you out all day. <laughs> Boy, that seems terrible. Yeah, I know. It's bad for me, too. Okay, so the third stage. By the way, I just want to acknowledge this text made me laugh. Hey, Freebeer, pick something harder to read next time. Yeah, mm. it's not going great, my man, <laughs> or my lady, whatever you are. Uh, real life is deprioritized as you center your relationship, even if there isn't one. It says you begin to focus on nothing but your crush. Your friends complain they don't see you. They miss you. Work starts to slip as you rush through projects. Oh, you're that Or your job. Oh, you're the friend that falls into the black hole. You stop having your hobbies. Oh. Start having theirs. Real life feels like a distraction from the time you are back with them or simply waiting for them to acknowledge your existence again Mm -hmm. number four you become emotionally dependent on the slightest reaction from them another sign of limerence is your emotional dependence on the limerent object if you're experiencing a strong persistent yearning for them to reciprocate their feelings and if you don't get it it makes you anxious like drug withdrawal and when you do get it, it's a similar hit. I don't. I bet they that. don't say. I bet that they don't say dopamine hit, but I'm I'm thinking that's what they're implying. I'm realizing. I think I've felt this before. Really? Yeah. Um. I uh I talked about this briefly. I feel like a few days ago or last week or whatever. But I was diagnosed as bipolar two a few years ago, and um when you have bipolar disorder, there's something that people will get who who have this uh, where you have a favorite person. Um, and it doesn't have to be somebody that you're with romantically or a friend or a family member. It could just be like a random person that you interact with yeah. every once in a while. And I definitely have had those before and never realized it. And you put these like expectations on these people and, and it's not fair to them and like obsessing over them and everything. And mm. it's definitely before I was in therapy and like having medicine and everything and mm-hmm. being super groovy over here. It was like, <laughs> dang, yeah, I definitely did like obsess over people and like. I probably made some people uncomfortable by how like strongly I was coming on without maybe me- meaning to. Yeah. Um, Will you be my best friend, please? <laughs> yeah. But- Holy cow! You did it with oh, Trevor, who works yeah. here. I, oh my god. <gasps> yeah. Have we ever told you about Rachel? How I tried to be blood sli- yes. siblings, blood brothers of Trevor. Yes. Yeah, she was have. terrifying to him. Yeah, she was. Uh- so intent on becoming He's a nice man. I, I'm kind of offended that Kelly didn't want to be blood brothers with me, though. Okay, but see, here's the thing that I learned. Probably got a warning. Yeah, I learned through that after sitting in this room with all of you that I needed to not be so aggressive in my approach with being besties with people. So I buy you things like Fat Bear Week hats. And... Which I love. <laughs> you can be more aggressively friendly with me because I love being aggressively friendly. But yeah, uh, Freebeer, you were reading through this list and I feel like I'm just sitting in my booth like oh no yeah me oh, Rachel no. over here stumbling <laughs> hey. through it yeah now I, I i was mistaken i said those are the stages those were the signs that you have it these are the stages one infatuation 
Been there. I think everybody has that. Absolutely. You know, um, someone wrote and said, this is all of high school for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that fully. This is various Um, parts of adulthood for me, too. (laughs) Two. My whole life. Yes. (laughs) Crystallization. The next stage of relationships is the trust building stage. Limerence would begin to fade and the partners face challenges and you realize whether you actually do belong in the same orbit or not. But people who deal with limerence, the next stage is known as crystallization. Rejection is avoided at any cost. It's more about maintaining the intensity and packaging yourself to gain their approval over and over. So you become what you think they want. Okay, I don't think I've done that. Red flags become green flags as you rationalize away any behavior that would be bad for you. Oh, no. I can't believe we've never heard of this me neither. Expression. No, I've never, yeah. I think I've always just thought of it as infatuation uh, to a toxic degree at that point when you start to lose your sense of self to adapt to what so- you think somebody wants you to be versus yeah. finding a person you can be yourself with. Yeah, where you spend, uh, you know, every waking hour going, I just don't understand. Kelly, right. this is the part. <sighs> Limerence appears heavily in the form of extreme compulsive thoughts about how they feel about you mm-hmm. and you seeking their affection at all costs, which is why it starts to ruin your oh. work and yeah. everything else. Yeah, okay. Stage three, deterioration. Partners nurture relationship that feels safe and equitable when it's not this. A sense of fairness and satisfaction results from their ability to turn towards each other when they work through conflict, right? That's mm-hmm. how it goes. When it reaches this phase for limerence, it's called deterioration. Instead of the relationship strengthening, it falls apart. At this point, you've most likely lost interest in your person as the illusion recedes and they are not what you thought you wanted. All of a sudden, you're like, they changed Mm. or whatever. And then it becomes unhealthy. (laughs) That's it's not not yet. (laughs) Um, They say, can limerence ever turn into love? While it has similar or similar origins to love. It rarely, if ever, turns to love because it's damaged in the process of building it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is so interesting. They say limerence is beautiful, but it often veers into shallow and an emotional, immature version of love instead of a real thing. Do you have a lot of relationships that start out hot and heavy, and then you realize the person wasn't what you thought they were? That could be related to this, or you just might be meeting the wrong people. But man, I, yeah, I mean, that, sometimes you start off with rose-colored glasses, but that was what got me. Is it? It's relatively relatable, but it's yeah, it's that diversion. It's like like a lot of the early stuff you said. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but then when you read like that second part that you just, I go, oh yeah, I don't do that though. Like I haven't right. done that. There are, like, um, and you know, if in, if I'm ever obsessing over something, I know I'm doing it. Yeah. Like I, you know, so it's more like you're dealing with like a heartbreak situation, and you're having right. a hard time letting go rather than fabricating like some nonsense. Yeah. So, but I know those friends. I've had them before, and they've done it in multiple relationships where they just disappear, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh man, you're gone. See yeah. you when if or you'll break up or whatever. Yeah, they're rarely around, and that's, I guess, what that is. They said that this becomes a problem for some people who find real love with a a partner and everything else, but they still experience this new term, limerence, towards a coworker and develop, like, that work friend that they're infatuated with, and they feel like they're living a lie, and and they may not actually be doing anything. Yeah. Not directly. Just internal feelings. 
Well, that's our deep dive into psychology today. Idiots get access to the podcast, segment 17, and watch the webcams. You can be an idiot, too. Sign up at freebeerandhotwings.com.